1: Well, this morning we begin a brand new series. I have been praying about this series, and the series is called Holiness. And so, this morning I really want to set the foundation of what the Lord wants to say to us in His house. So, over the next few weeks, I just want you to just lean in and hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. And I believe that God is calling for holiness in this time and this season. We are living in the last days, whether you believe it or not, we are living in the last days. You can see the signs of the time. If you don't have any discernment, you ought to just be able to see it in the weather pattern. Amen. You ought to be able to just see it in the chaos that's in the earth. But we are living in the last days and God is coming back. Our father, our Lord, our savior is coming back for a prepared people. In other words, somebody that is ready to go home. Amen. And I think God is giving us the opportunity as the church of God to prepare our hearts and to get us ready for the coming of the king. Amen. And I, I, I look around on the landscape of the church and we're seeing so many different things happening in the church that ain't holy. That's in God's house. You know, you got pulpit preachers. I call them pimp preachers that's preaching the gospel, calling themselves preaching the gospel, but they're just pimping their own plan. Amen. But God is calling us back to a place of holiness. I want to ask you this morning, when the, you think of the word holiness, what comes to your mind? Does perfection come to your mind? Or is it something that is you may feel like that it is unattainable? Or, or, or do you think holiness is a look? I believe the concept of holiness that we have is not often the same concept that comes from the heart of God. See, God would not tell us in his word to be something if he has not given us the power or the grace to do it. Amen. And so we got to get rid of our excuses this morning and begin to allow his word to really transform us. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to start at the 13th verse, 1 Peter chapter 1. It says, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, Set your hopes fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not conform to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who is called to be holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. Since it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Being a Christian is a call to action. This is why Peter tells them that they have to have the mind ready for action. In other words, he's telling them to prepare your mind and to set their hope on the grace that I will receive at the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, he says, listen, prepare your mind for action. See, if you prepare your mind, you will also begin to prepare your heart. And when you prepare your mind and your heart, then your body comes in alignment with what you have made preparations for. See, if you notice in the text how these believers function is also determined by what they know about their future. See, if you don't know what your perfected future is going to entail, then therefore you are not going to function in a, a place where the Lord really wants you to function if you really don't know what's ahead of you and what God has prepared for you. See, if you don't want to live a defeated life, you must roll up the sleeves of your mind and be determined to focus on Christ. See, God wants us to make up our mind. See, he's not going to make up your mind for you, but he wants you to make a decision to obey him and to comply to his will. So when we look at the text, what was the action does Paul call them to take? They are not to follow their former desires when they were ignorant of Christ. It says in the past, you say, listen, don't don't follow the former way of doing things before you come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In other words, don't go back to that old behavior that you was doing before you came into the knowledge of Christ. But instead, they are to be holy in all of their conduct. Why? Peter quotes God, God speaking himself to his people, whom said, be holy because I am holy. See, that's like a clarin call to the church of God. God is saying, I expect for you to be holy. I need you to be holy because I am holy. In Leviticus chapter 11, starting at the 44th verse, this is what the Lord says. He says, For I am the Lord your God, and you shall therefore consecrate yourselves, and you shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourself with any creeping thing that creeped on the earth. For I am the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. So you shall therefore be holy for I am holy. Now, this is the Lord having a conversation with the children of Israel. He was reminding them of who he was. And he says, listen, I'm going to give you a tall order. I need you to be holy because I am holy. He reminded them, he says, listen, I am the one that brought you out of captivity. Now, if I was going to translate that into today's language, I would say I am God who have brought you out of darkness into the marvelous life. So therefore, be holy. Because I am holy. In other words, I am the God that has delivered you and set you free. Be holy because I am holy. Then we see. In Leviticus chapter 19, verses 2, this is Jesus, I mean, God talking through Moses. And the Lord said to Moses, he says, speak unto the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, be holy because I, the Lord your God, is holy. So we see a pattern in the Old Testament. And some of you, I've heard it in the room, might be saying, well, pastor, that was in the Old Testament. we now in the New Testament. We ain't got to be holy like that. Just hold on just a little bit. No. I'm going to help you in a minute. (laughs) Because he's still after holiness. And the God that we serve is holy. So we have to understand that he, first of all, is holy and his holiness. Now, what does it mean that God is holy? It means to be separate or set apart. It comes from an ancient word that means to cut or to separate. And perhaps even more accurately, it would be phrased, a cut above something. For example, if you're going to go out and you're going to buy a car, maybe you see a car, or a garment, or other piece of merchandise, and, and you look at it and you say, man, that is outstanding. That is superior. That is excellent, and you use those words to describe what you're about to buy, and you use the expression that it is a cut above the rest. That is our God that we serve. He's a cut above all things. There is nothing that's like him. Nobody, in fact, that's in the same category with him. He is distinct from his creation. He is unstained by sin. And his standard is righteousness. See, holiness is at the center of who God is. See, the Bible never described him as love, love, love. It never described him as a mercy, mercy, mercy. Sovereign, sovereign, sovereign. But the Bible says uh, he is holy, holy, holy. The angelic beings in Isaiah chapter 6. It says in the year that the king Uzziah died. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. He was high and exalted, sitting on the throne. And the train of his robe filled the temple. And above him there was seraphim. Each with six wings. Two wings that covered the face and two that covered the feet and two they were flying. And they were calling to one another and they would say, holy, holy is the Lord almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. See, the angels themselves couldn't stand and look up on him. They had to cover their face with the wings. And as they covered their face with the wings, they would declare that God was holy, holy, holy.
0: Thank you once again for joining us on this broadcast. This is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to come to you wherever you are to share the word of the Lord with you. And we certainly hope that you have been enriched. Pastor Jackie has been in a great series on holiness and then we are encouraging our members and I want to encourage you too in your church to use this year to go out into the harvest field and reach people who do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost, and he wants to use every believer. We are Christ's ambassadors. We are his representative. We are his salt and his light that will impact the lives of those he's trying to reach. He needs you to be on your job so he can get on his job. If you would like to hear today's message in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can visit us online at LOWCF.org. dot Now I want to take a moment to invite you to be our special guest. People are getting ready for the Super Bowl, but we're going to have a football Sunday on February the 11th in our 10 a.m. service. We're inviting every football player, whether it's middle school, high school, college, or pro, or coach, or referee, or cheerleader to come and be our guest. Where you're favorite teams jersey and we're going to share a message of the lord jesus christ and we're going to pray for every football player we're going to pray god's blessings for safety and health for every football player come and join us we're going to have tailgate after service out in the parking lot with food fun and fellowship at no cost so be our guest again that's football sunday february 11th at our 10 a.m service